Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 202 of Stream of Thought. And today we start off with family gatherings. It has been so long since we've had the opportunity to do something like that. And what do you drink when you're at family gatherings? Soda? Water? Maybe you want a, a stronger beverage. White Claw. This has been something Victor has been encouraging me to test out for the longest time. And then Victor has an encounter in the courtyard, something that is well worth listening to. So with that being said, episode number 202 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> I had this past week, a, the first time in the past year and a half since quarantine started, going out to a social gathering, and it was for a graduation party for one of my cousins. So that was wow. that that was an experience because we so the the party was supposed to start at I think it was noon or something like that one o'clock, and we ended up planning the whole family was going to travel there together and we'd get there very early and also leave very early you know just it's a graduation party i i don't know if you remember anything about your graduation party or mine is that our our colleagues our our classmates always ended up showing up later and the party would like drag on to the evening i definitely remember your party because it was awesome i never had a graduation party i didn't want one but, yes, I do recall making the mistake of the first few that I went to showing up, you know, in the middle of the day. When the sweet spot, you get in, you know, maybe 6 o'clock or so. The sun is still up, but it's about to go down. That's the that's your entry point. Prime time, my friend. And uh, and so when you when you get to an older age, like post 30 years old... Or you're you're coming to a family graduation party or something like that. You want to get there early because as the night wears on, it's it's not it's not a place for you or not a place for me. I don't know. It, it, you don't want to be surrounded by teenagers. It's weird. That's how I felt like when I went to Lollapalooza, whenever it was, seven or eight years ago, and it was just like shit. I don't remember it being like this, and it's just. High schoolers everywhere. And I told myself, I'm never coming back here again unless I'm with, like, a huge group of friends. And I'm always with a few people my own age. That was always the thing that I, w I was thinking to myself. Like, I feel like I've transitioned from that young man mentality to this, this old man mentality <laughs> where it's like, get in early, get out early, and then the rest is going to take care of itself. But we we wanted to show up and do our thing well for something like that you definitely want to get in at the early and leave early stages because that event is not for you right it's not an event where you know there's going to be people either a your own age or b people that you have a previous relationships with I, you're very familiar with everyone or c which is kind of like a you know b slash c maybe like a community event right and yeah man when you go there you want it to be low-key borderline boring 
Because what you really want to do when you go to these where the only people you know is like the host and then everyone else you don't know, you just want to be left alone and eat some food, have some snacks. And and that's kind of what we were going for. We were going to go there for the, the lunch or the barbecue that they were having, then peace out kind of thing. I had a question. So I don't know how many relative, like, ceremonies you've been to, whether it's graduation or confirmation or any other stuff, that you have a younger relative. And I don't know, but I recall when I was growing up that all the people in my life had, uh, when they showed up to these various ceremonies, they would give you the card, but there'd always be a gift card in there. And... I'm wondering if you are the mentality, because I I don't know what to think of this, uh, but we were we were getting ready to be like, do we do we get a card for him? Talk to my brother, my sister. My sister had already gotten like an Amazon gift card, and my brother and I were talking, and it was like, we don't have anything to him. Have we ever gotten anything from other cousins? Stuff like that. Should we get a gift card? Should we do all this? So we did end up getting... An- we also got another Amazon gift card to give... But I don't know. I don't know if that's... Uh, I felt like it's... That's a smart move. Regardless, I mean, you go over to someone's house for dinner, what do you bring? A bottle of wine? Maybe you make the you bring the dessert or you bring the appetizer? You go to a graduation party, you give them a gift card, write them a check, give them some cash. Because they're kids. They all they just all they want is money or a gift card to like fast food. They don't need much. But you do want to show a token of appreciation and recognize the milestone in their life. So that makes me feel a little bit better because I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if that would is like too old school of just giving giving somebody, you know, like a gift card. Bro, I mean, I this is this is a totally new arena for me. So I'm I am just perplexed when it comes to the the social etiquette when it comes to stuff like this. I had no idea that is that it was acceptable to give cash as a wedding gift because growing up you know, people are always getting gifts, not cash. No one ever does cash. But it never occurred to me, and it wasn't until I think I went to my cousin's wedding, like in 2013 or 2012 or something like that, that my mom was saying, you know, I was like, oh, where did we get Michelle? She, she, oh, you know, yada, 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 it's okay. We'll just give her some cash. I was like, what? And I didn't, then on, you know, I've, Ran across people who were like, oh, I didn't have time to get a gift from the registry, so I just got them cash. It's like, oh, sweet, because who wants to look at the registry and figure out what to get and, you know, what, like, cool. I can just write them a check or give them some cash. That makes it a thousand times easier. Oh, my goodness. I know. I know. And that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I was like... Because think of how much cash would accumulate if you are the right. It's not like this one-off situation. Someone's birthday party here's fifty or a hundred bucks. It's the wedding, and probably a lot of people are going to be giving cash or expensive gifts that aren't on the registry. And I know how this works because of working at Bed Bath and Beyond in the gift registry slash wedding department when people are making registries for like a house party, but most of the time weddings. Because the name of the game was get the couple to put as much stuff on their registry as you can. But also we want to make sure that whenever that wedding takes place, 
the fulfillment percentage is high. So it's not just this meaningless list, right? Because that happens months later whenever they get married. But what happens a lot of the time is that they get their gifts and they end up not needing it or don't, not wanting it. They, they return it back to the store and they get store credit. And then they have even more money to spend at that particular place. Exactly. So, so cut out the middleman and just let them do their thing. Go wild, right? I think that's really what everyone wants to see. They open up the card. Boom. Cash. There you go. Because what – I mean I, I'm thinking really even though I'm in no – I'm not dating one to be married. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm just thinking me what I would want, right? What I would want is just the basics – like brand new uh, kitchenware, brand new bathroom stuff, brand like just the basics. I don't need like all of the crazy shit that goes in the kitchen or all of the crazy shit that goes in the bathroom. But people want to keep buying you this shit. So for me, it's like mean, it's meaningless junk. I don't need and I don't want any of this. So if everyone just gives me a bunch of cash, I can just go out and buy my own shit. And spend as little or as much as I want. But the even greater return that is a huge stifle with gift cards is that you have to spend those at one place. Whereas cash, you can do whatever. Go to the strip club. You can invest (laughs) it. You can buy a bunch of weed. You can, you know, have a huge house party. I, I love I love the first the first thing that you listed was the strip club because <laughs> I know you don't do you don't do that. I'm not a strip I'm not a strip club guy. I know I'm, that. I'm recognizing that that's something that you could do. I don't know <laughs> because when I went to so the the one of the times that I went to a strip so I went twice right after college. I think it was this like the summer right after college, and then I went one time a couple years ago, but only because. It was my friend's wife's idea to go to the strip club. And then her best friend was like, yeah, let's go. So those two girls, it was their idea to go to the strip club. And then me, our other buddy, and their husbands were like, oh, okay, yeah. let's. If you guys want to go, let's go. <laughs> right. So I uh, kind, of, kind of on that tangent, I'm wondering – because this was weird for me because I was looking at, at pictures from the past. And so this is this was my younger cousin's graduation from college. And it's like, oh, my God, I was looking at pictures when I was holding him as a baby. Like I was only like nine years old or something like that, but I was still holding him as a baby. And now here he is graduating from college. It's like trying to I don't know. I, fe- I feel like there is, you know, we see them twice a year for for holidays and stuff like that. But you don't get to see how mature they are until you come to that point where they're graduating and suddenly, you know, they, they take on this whole different aura. I don't know if you've had any experiences like that with, with younger relatives, uh, who not with relatives, but with people that I grew up with on my block because there were, I don't know, 25 or 30 kids between the ages of, I think 12 and two. But that was like, by the time I was 10 or 11, that was when the last kid was born for that generation of kids growing up on my street. And so, you know, you go to 
high school and then you go to college and you start having your own life and then you know you come back in between summers for college or you come back after whatever and you see your neighbors who are now in high school or college and you're like wait what happened because in my brain all of you guys are you know five or six years old it was this weird thing where my cousin his sister also my cousin uh she got married like two three years ago and so now all all of all of these young little children who I'd grown up with in in all the family gatherings are now kind of full-fledged adults but also in the same kind of predicament that we are in figuring out what it is that life is going to look like and so it was interesting because I was trying to communicate with him and like just have a, a casual conversation as to like what's going on how's life um what what does the future look like and his kind of response was something of uncertainty, which, like, I, I don't think I ever had that when I was graduating from college and looking forward to whatever life was going to present to me in the future. And You should have uh, lit up a cigarette and, and handed him a beer and then been like, let me tell you, let me tell you about life. <laughs> Speaking of let me tell you about life, man. So I think he's old enough to drink now at this point, or close to that anyway. Uh, and so at this party, you and I have talked about this in the past. White Claw. White Claw. Oh, right. Right. And so normally when we have these family gatherings, there's like a, a cooler of, of sodas, of waters, and of uh, various like alcoholic beverages. And so... It was the same this time, but as opposed to like beers and, you know, the, the shanties that they would, that they would provide or all these other, you know, exotic beers, stuff like that. It was all White Claw. Everything was White Claw. There were so many different White Claws. I was like, what is going on? And I thought to myself, as I opened up the cooler, Victor would kill me if I didn't pick up a White Claw and try that for the first time. What did you think? What flavor did you have? So I started off with the watermelon. I like the watermelon, but it's a little bit too sweet for me. I can only drink one. It was very, I don't know. I mean, it was it was very, because, I don't know. It was bland, um, just straight up. I didn't really think that watermelon would taste like anything. And it, I mean, it tasted like watermelon, but watermelon doesn't really have a very strong flavor. And then I think I tried a an apple, like a, I, I don't know what it was. It, okay. it was an apple variation. I was like, oh, oh, there we go. You got the citrus going on. You got all this other flavor that's going on. It's like, oh, I could see why people like this. But very mild, very mild. It literally yes. felt like I was drinking just a seltzer water. You really can't taste the alcohol at all. No. And they come in just the most delicious flavors. It was it was tasty. It was tasty. I will not deny that at all. There's lemon, mango, tangerine, black cherry. I think there's a lime and cucumber. I don't know, but I think White Claw is absolutely delicious. I remember when it came out and it would just fly off the shelves at the supermarket. And I'm thinking, I don't know why people are loving White Claw. Because you, just, you would see all kinds of people uh, grab it. And uh, because also, like, LaCroix is a really big, you know, seltzer water in general has become pretty big the last couple of years. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I think LaCroix and any other brand that makes seltzer water is 
so gross because I, I just think seltzer water is just just nasty, regardless of who makes it. I would agree. And the White Claw, though, it's delicious. It's I don't know I don't know why I love it so much. It's so great and it's 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 just so light and crisp and has a clean finish and it's refreshing and it doesn't make you feel bloated like beer after you have a few, but it also doesn't make you feel like you're getting super dehydrated like if you're having a cocktail like a sugary drink or something really salty or both like a freaking margarita which i also don't like what you don't like margarita? it really is the perfect summer beverage it really is i say it gets a few extra points in the summer because it's warm outside but you could drink it i would drink it all year round just because of how light and refreshing it is the one complaint that i might have is you know it's it's always served in those high tubes right i don't i don't know if there's a name for those but like a, it's a, it's a, just I know it's like a skinny can. Skinny can, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what Coca Cola needs to do. They need to put their twelve ounce cans in a skinny can. We'll see how many more people grab that off the shelf because it gives the impression that you're being healthy. Yeah, right. Yes. Just like when they tried to pull that shit a few years ago, Coca Cola with vitamins. Do you remember that? No, they put these I little. Don't. They they would put these little things on the can, like this little orange, green, or blue square that would tell you what the how many of whatever the vitamin was. It's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, who's gonna buy this? Oh, everyone, because everyone is a freaking moron. The the only reason that I that I bring that up is because I don't know. It's probably the same for like a Coke can or, or whatever. Is that I'm a I'm a slow drinker. Like I I tend to sip, and so. It sits there for a little bit, and it it gets flat after a, a period of time. And and when you get down to the like the last like fifth of the the can or whatever, it's just like oh, I don't know if I really want to drink this kind of thing. But I feel obligated to because what someone was, has provided. What was the, the drink. temperature outside? It was it was standard like 80, 75, 75 80. 80. You might yeah. Well, you're drinking it too slow. That's the thing. Dude, I like to savor the moment, and that's my problem. If somebody came up with an invention to preserve the carbonation and the flavor and all that stuff into a can as you were drinking it, I would totally invest in that. I'd bring that to, I'd bring that to parties, man. I, I won't say I'm going out of my way to drink it fast, but I'm not going to drink it. I'm just going to drink it at a regular speed. I eat and drink quicker than a regular person but i'm not going to go slow i'll have one or two and then on like a third one or fourth one i'll start slowing it down because i also <laughs> want to get super hammered <laughs> i don't do this all the time this is just this is the few, the few times that i had it i mean i did pay attention to the the fact that it, it's five percent alcohol which is more than more than a bud light more i think more than actually like a budweiser too i think budweiser well, is 4.3 five percent is pretty standard is it four and a half to five percent is the standard for a 12 ounce <laughs> serving of beer yeah and and for me when it like at this point when it comes to like family gatherings and stuff like that I'm not I'm not looking to get intoxicated or anything like that I'm just looking to enjoy a drink I'm in um, I'm looking to enjoy a beverage if it has to have alcohol in it then great that's wonderful but 
as the as the time wears on and I'm not drinking it fast enough and it becomes flat and kind of gross. I feel like for alcoholic beverages, when you have something, I always get confused why it's like or it says, especially some of the the Radler drinks like grapefruit or whatever. Uh, I look at it, it's like two and a half percent alcohol or three percent. I'm just like, then why is why is this even an option? I feel like if you're making an alcoholic beverage, there's a reason why there's alcohol in it. The standard, in my opinion, should be five percent because if you're pushing it down to two and a half or three. You know, for your for your consumer, what are they even doing in the first place? Right, just just, just get a apple juice. I, I was going to say, yeah, do old duels zero percent alcohol content and, and and get the vibe. Or if they, yeah, or just I don't know, or just go zero. That's me. I would, if I'm looking to not have that much alcohol, then I just wouldn't drink something with alcohol in it. It seems like a weird. It seems like a unnecessary in between that was kind of kind of the first experience though that i had and um you know i had uh uh i'm i'm not going to specify but people who were there who were not vaccinated yet um and yet it was the you know fully fully unmasked kind of gathering um and yeah it was it was interesting it was it was a weird experience because i mean i'm protected my family's protected I don't know how other people are protected, so I, it was it was that that added thing where I just I I didn't know what to feel. I mean, it was fine. It was I'm sure um, my my cousin's husband ended up coming up giving me a hug, and I think that's that like a like one of those handshake hug things. First time, first time I've done that. First time I've done that outside of my family in a year and a half. It just, it was a weird wow. feeling. I'm not concerned with any of that anymore because yeah. I know that I'm vaccinated and that most people I come across are vaccinated. So if for some reason I find out someone isn't vaccinated and they want to give me a hug or whatever the situation is, I'm like, whatever. Oh, me too. And and it was weird how quickly I kind of reconnected with that whole interpersonal relationship because like he he's a good guy. I like talking to him. He's a, he's super friendly, all that. Uh and and so it was only after I'd given him the the handshake hug um that I was thinking to myself, "Oh, wow. I just did that. That's the first time I've done that in a really long time." Right? Man. Yeah. So so what's up with you? What's going on? So I had this really weird experience in my courtyard the other day. So I'm sitting there and I'm eating some pizza and this lady comes out from another building and I've seen her before. I don't know when she moved in a few months ago, maybe she's relatively new, but anytime I see her in the courtyard, she always comes out to smoke a cigarette and she comes out and she's like, oh, you don't mind if I smoke, do you? I said, no, go right ahead. I don't care. And she goes, okay, I just wanted to ask since you're eating right now and I didn't want the smoke to bother you or whatever. I'm like, yeah, no, go ahead. And then a couple seconds later, or a couple minutes later, she's out there smoking and I can't remember what she said 
first. I think she said again, like, are you sure everything's okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry. I'm done eating. And then she said, oh, did you get enough to eat? I was like, yeah, I got I got a pizza. I got half of it still. I'm going to save the rest of it for tomorrow. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, are you sure you, know, you don't want like a like a red baked potato or anything? It's like, no, I'm good. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you offering me? Are you insinuating that I should follow you in your apartment and you're going to make me a red potato or that you're going to go in and you're going to make a potato for me and bring it out? To, like, lady, I'm a, like, I'm a full-grown man. Like, I don't need – it was just very odd. But then I started thinking, okay, you know – that is the standard, you know, matronly thing to do, and oh, I, I get I, maybe I thought, I thought a Midwest it would be a blind man. <laughs> no, no, no. I get like a like a Midwest or like a Southern vibe. You know, she's I, she doesn't have oh. a Southern accent, but I get that wholesome. I want to, you know, even though you're a stranger, I want to make sure everything with you is okay. That type of vibe, you know, and. So it was just very odd and jarring. I was like, what the – like – but then I started thinking like I don't know what her, situ- her situation was. Like could and, – and I thought like, oh, could she have been in a scenario where maybe, you know, she was taking care of someone and that person ended up not needing them or they passed away and then she moved here and now she doesn't know what to do and like that's her thing is taking care of people. I don't know what – you know, I have no idea. But I was just thinking – it was just like, wait, what? You're, you want to make me a – I'm good, lady. I'm good. <laughs> so that was the end of it. There, there, there was no, there was no further interactions or anything. I like have that? not seen her again. I see. I've seen her before <laughs> when I'm out there and she has smoked a cigarette, but I'm like reading or doing whatever. That was the first time that I had food and that she said something to me. And I have not seen her yet again. That was a you know, a couple days ago. But it was just – I found it so odd. I was still thinking about it after it happened and the day after. I was just like – that was just weird. So, and then so I sh- shook it I, off. It's like, oh, whatever. On, on, a, on a scale of, um, hey, do you, do you want a cigarette to, hey, come into my van, what would you rank that on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> Oh, that was a – that was like a, hey, do you want a cigarette? I mean I would say that was a one. Okay. I didn't okay. I didn't get any creepy vibes or weird – you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. It didn't bother me. It was just out of left field. It was just, wait, what? Right? And you'd never talked to her before? No. Oh, that's so interesting. I, I... And she's probably in her – late 60s or early 70s or i don't know maybe she's been smoking her whole life and she's in her late 40s and she looks older than she is i have no idea i don't know but she was definitely she definitely could have been you know in her i don't know she definitely was not my age i'll say that right i know i i just think about the 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 social interaction people are like craving right now and what lengths Maybe. they're gonna go through to to find that, especially people who are kind of homebodies who don't go out, right? Right. So right for sure. 
But I have something else to share with you, and I'll have to get your your take on this or what your experience is like. So I was walking to the park at Runyon Canyon, and I'm walking, and I see in front of me there are these people on the sidewalk that are talking. There's like you know four or five people and three dogs. It looked like they knew each other, and they were stopping to talk to them, right? And I'm walking closer and closer and closer, and they're in the middle of the sidewalk, whatever, I don't care. So as – and they're standing in the part of the sidewalk that's also a driveway into the apartment building. And so they're on the sidewalk with the dogs, four or five people and about three dogs. And I walk to the side, right? So I'm walking off – go to the left, and I'm walking – onto the driveway because I'm going to go around them. But then as soon as I do that, all of a the sudden they're like, okay, bye, bye, bye. And then those people turn around and start walking. So then I have to stop and now I'm walking and that I'm going behind them. You know, it's like if I was to go to the other side and I'm doing, I'm making the letter C, right? From bottom to top, I'm making the letter C if I'm, when I'm walking and I walk to about halfway or so before I can't walk anymore because now they're blocking me as if I were to continue the shape of the sea. So I have to stop. They're walking. And then and it was just an, an abrupt stop. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, are you like, do you not son of a bitch? <laughs> I hate when that shit happens. Right. And so- like when all of a sudden your flow is obstructed and thank goodness the dog had to like pull over and take a dump on the sidewalk because all of them stopped and I was able to pass them. But that could have been a scenario very easily where all four, like where you have a group of people just blocking the sidewalk and no one thinks like, oh, hey, why don't we move off to the side for a few seconds to let this person pass us? Bro, that that was that was like my modus operandi when I was living in New York City. So I, yeah, I I feel you, man. I <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> self awareness, self awareness. I feel like we've talked about that the past couple of episodes, but yeah, that's what what do you do? Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you do when? Hey, asshole! You're right. I'm trying to walk here. <laughs> I mean, what do you what are you supposed to do when when somebody's gonna you know? just be totally unaware of their surroundings and and you're not going to be that person to say hey you asshole kind of thing yeah you get pissed off and then later realize that it's out of your control and that you shouldn't be angry in the first place or you just accept it as it is and you don't get angry because you're super chill which most of the time i get angry because <laughs> I don't like it when people get in my way. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for the day, and and probably I can wait for the day when all this builds up in you, and you just explode in a way that I've never seen you before. You've always been very chill. What is that? Has there been any time where you have, aside from maybe a couple of the conversations we've had, where you've exploded in anger? Because I don't. I don't really Dude, see that. Dude, that was not ex- – anything that you've witnessed on this podcast where I've gotten upset, that's a level one compared to what can happen. What – so so? can you give me a kind of a 
estimation of what that looks like. I, I know that's not something you want to talk about, but I'm just, I'm curious, man. No, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to, you, you make it sound like I have these, no, what? These, this anger problem where I'm just constantly just, yeah. No, I think anybody can lose it and fly off the handles and just let rage take over. But in my whole life, only, I can't think of a particular moment, but I know in my entire life, it's happened maybe like two or three times in my entire life where I just fucking lose it. You've seen me at my most intense moments, I think at least a couple of times. And I just, I don't know. I, I always think afterwards, wow, I just. Your intense moments are my mild moments. You say that you've had intense moments, but I feel like I've never seen your most intense moment. That is fair. That is fair. Not even when I heard about the time that you punched one of our friends in the face. Not even the time that you were like, this is my car. None of the moments, none of the moments in high school or college where you, where you've overreacted or have been, um, right in your reaction, whatever the case is. I feel like no matter how well somebody knows someone else, there's a good chance that they've never seen them in full rage. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but I mean, I've never seen Neil in full rage mode. I've never seen you in full rage mode. I've, I mean, really, I've just seen, you know, you see your family members because you see them every single day growing up when it happens. But your neighbor, I mean, even your best friends or, you know what I'm saying? That's so interesting. I never actually thought about that. You you might maybe possibly at one point in time have seen me at like that that rage level um, at like at the most. And I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking about the the intensity of the experiences that I've had where just it just it it just breaks like a dam and all that shit just pours out. Most of the time when I got super angry, I was a kid. Right. Yeah. 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 I was a kid when I get super angry. Yes. Yes. It's crazy just to reflect on. Yeah. The, the, the capacity that we have for those moments is like, Oh no. Oh no. And it's always the people who are like the closest to us. But anyway, moving away from this, depressing subject so i had i just had a totally random thing that i i was just thinking about i don't know if it's worth even talking about so now that everyone's doing stuff online using zoom and virtual backgrounds have you ever used a virtual background when it comes to when the the video conference software stuff i have not can you guess the reason why no, I don't think so. My computer does not support <laughs> virtual backgrounds. I've tried. It was like the first thing that I tried when I found out that there could be virtual backgrounds. The first thing I did was try and find out how to do it. And I can't remember how to get to the setting of oh, video settings. But I remember like seeing something that said... Okay, here it is. I'm in settings, virtual background. Oh, okay. 
here it is verbatim. Your processor, Intel Core 2 Duo CPU, does not meet our recommended specification for virtual background. Okay, so there is a button here that says enable this feature anyway, but I don't want to do that because I don't have the, like it said, whatever the hell, to run it. And if I did, I feel like my computer might break. <laughs> you know, I might be asking too much of it, so I don't want to risk it. Just like how I can't go past a certain uh, iOS or iTunes. Like, for example, right now, the iOS I'm running on this Mac 2008 is El Capitan version 10.11. I don't know what version they're on now, but I can't up I can't update it. If I try, there's a risk my computer won't work. I've already looked it up. I've already tried and done the research. Yeah, I. I you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This puppy, <laughs> Zoom and Zoom only. No fun backgrounds for this guy. Straight, straight up basics. No more burning CDs. Like with this this relatively new computer, I I have like adequate video, whatever, and so because I'm doing so many Zoom meetings and then Zoom presentations and other stuff that requires kind of a video thing, I've been doing a background recently from the studio that we recorded in, and I'm like, oh, that's great. And unfortunately, the image behind me is super, super clear, like high definition image and all of that. And then you look at me who's talking. Then oh obviously as the backgrounds go, if I'm like moving my arms up or stuff like that, the, the black ends up coming around and it's very clear that you're in an artificial space. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. <laughs> I, because sometimes my arm will disappear and sometimes, you know, like half, know half of my face about. will disappear. And I think to myself, oh, wow, I know just, what you're talking what about. What the hell is going on? It's so frustrating. And I was like, maybe it's time to invest in like a high def camera or something like that. I don't know. I, it's just, it's the most frustrating thing to, to try and communicate like this serene background that I have and <laughs> my, half my face is missing. What am I going to do with that? But this is with your webcam that's built into your laptop. This isn't like a it webcam is. that's connected through a USB or what? No, no. That, that's why I'm kind of half considering just, just per, like going in and, and purchasing the, uh, the, the webcam. But yeah, you might want to do that because I don't know why. I mean, I'm not like a tech guy. I just know, I don't know why a modern computer would have that issue. I mean, that's why I'm sure people that love technology, they end up building their own shit because, I mean, you can you can do so much more when you're that knowledgeable and you can build stuff because, I mean, a lot of the time when you get a computer, it's like, you know, you can up get upgraded RAM or whatever – but a lot of the time, you know, gamers or whoever, they need – they it, it is an art for them. It is a science. They know exactly what they're doing, right? I mean I feel like you – with anything, with anything that you do, you want the best if it's something that you're doing on a regular 
basis and you become knowledgeable and you'll spend the extra money to have it configured a certain way because that's your thing. And it's just about knowing where to look to like find those resources. So, yeah. As I said, you know, during the 200th episode, you asked me, what are my favorite episodes? All Any and all episodes where I can laugh at your misfortune. <laughs> oh my goodness. Speaking of misfortune. So I, I posted, uh, I posted an Instagram reel that I'll have to show you. That's me falling on my ass when I was roller skating and I'm trying to do this spin and I do like one rotation and then you can, you can hear, uh, the pitter patter of the skates like the, you know, right before I fall. That's the indicator that I'm about to fall on my ass. You just hearing that, you can hear that pitter patter and then boom, I just hit the concrete. And I laugh, it's funny, but after that too, that was one of those falls. This is like my third or fourth time where you fall and you try and skate it off, but you're like, oh shit, my body hurts too much. I'm going to sit down for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. What, what part of like, so you, I'm assuming you fall on your ass. So right? I always fall when I'm falling back, when I'm falling like backwards, I've noticed that I always end up leaning, putting my weight to my left side. So when I fall, I always hit like my elbow to about a third of the way down to where my wrist is, not that far of space. I hit that spot and then I hit my my left hip. And I've never it, it like hurts, it's bruised. But you can see it's it's not like a black and blue type of bruise. It it doesn't look bad at all. You can probably not even notice it. There's an art to falling though, because for me, yeah, right. Go on. Yeah. The reason that happens that I fall on my side is because I stop myself for a second when I'm falling backwards. My wrists, right? I stop myself for a second with my hands, but then I let myself continue to fall. I let myself continue to fall and I always go to the – I end up going to the to the left just because – without even thinking because I don't want to go straight backwards because I, I don't want to hit my head. And so once my ass hits the ground, right, and I'm able to stop myself for like a split second, then I, I just lean to the left and continue falling. Because that, that's what I was thinking about like when I've been riding my bike and I will hit like a curb or my bike will fall apart or something like that. It's like I have a natural inclination to get into like defensive mode to make sure that my body is protected. And so like the first thing that I do when I know that I've hit something, it's this it's, – it's like a instantaneous reaction. I don't know if you have this too where it's like self-defensive, protective, just just survival thing. Where if I'm going forward and I hit something where I'm thrown off my bike or something like that, that I go, first of all, I go limp. But then secondly, I always bring my arms up in front of my face to prevent any, like, damage. Sometimes right. I'm, I'm not. You definitely don't want to hit your face. No, 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 no. But, but, it, but it, it, my, my arms go up to cross over my forehead so that if I hit the ground, it hits my forehead not, you know, anything else can bounce off, can get the injuries, stuff like that. 
uh, like it's it's for me it's become science. If I if I get laid out for whatever reason, I always have this like initial defensive mechanism where I've got this self-protective body response that goes on. Anything else? That's it for me. Nice. Me too. Episode number 202 in the books on Stream of Thought. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>